0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Young Adults Today podcast, where we talk about reaching young adults in our world today. Here are your hosts, Josiah and Micah Keneally.
1: What's up, guys? We hope you're feeling alive right now. I'm Josiah Keneally. And
0: I'm Micah Keneally.
1: We're your hosts of the Young Adults Today podcast, where we're fanatical about the faith of the Mm -hmm. next generation and reaching young adults in our world today. We drop new episodes every Monday to help you start your week off strong. Mm -hmm. And we're joined by our guest, Brian Tomei. Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, great to be on the show. Thank you very much.
0: We are thrilled to have you. And if you... Do not know who Brian is. Brian is a founder and leads Crossroads Church, one of the largest churches in America. He's also written five books. I absolutely love that. Hosts the Aggressive Life podcast and started Man Camp, which I am so thrilled to hear a little more about today. Oh, you got something to say? No. You're I've excited.
1: friends who've gone to Man Camp. You're right. And- oh, you do? Cool. Yes.
0: Yes. And he's changed the lives of over 20,000 men who are just... Being challenged in good and godly ways. So, we're excited to lean into the conversation today. So,
1: and Brian, how we love to start the episode off with every guest is just to ask them why they believe discipling the next generation and reaching young adults for Christ is so vital. Why does that matter so much?
2: Well, the wave always starts with the student section. Jesus had, you know, his disciples, all of them except for Peter were under 19 um did did you know that did you know how did you know how we know that
1: we'll talk about that I didn't I knew they were all young adults but I didn't know that Peter was above 19.
2: yeah he was the only one they're all under 19 and we know that because when the when they came to take the temple tax from him, Jesus says go down get the fish and he's got the the coin in its mouth and and he says that's the tax for you and I um under 19 you didn't have to pay the temple tax so that's how we know that all the disciples were under 19 except for Peter.
0: That's a fun fact for me on this. What is it, Tuesday morning? Oh my gosh, yeah.
2: that's awesome. Yeah, so uh, those are two great reasons and examples of why we need to be concerned about the uh, the youngest generation in our midst.
0: I love that. Well, we're going to lean into the next section, which is like biblical manhood. And start off by sharing with us what is toxic masculinity and how is biblical manhood different
2: well that's a really good question micah because i always ask that question to other people I, I say well you tell me what's toxic masculinity everyone seems to have their own opinion of what toxic masculinity is and so i say well tell me what it is and i'll tell you if i agree with you or disagree with you and there isn't really a standard standard understanding of that micah for you you tell me what is toxic masculinity
0: Oh, man. I think that's anything that goes against, first and foremost, the word of God when it comes to manhood. I look at the cultural norms of which we're currently in, where Christians are trying to live that out. We're swimming against the cultural norms and they're being demasculated in the process. I mean, look through social media, look at the Simpsons or any like platform through how they depict a dad or a man or how they should be. You should be a fat, overweight slob who really doesn't (laughs) care about making money and you know, you disrespect for your wife or you're disrespected by your wife. You're not there for your children. So I think anything that goes against the word of God, when it calls out a man, a man out and up through love and truth through the word of God, like, I don't know. I just feel like what we've seen through social media and platforms and then how men, I don't know, should be leading, should be leaning into the word of God, should be praying And encouraging people around them, not tearing each other down to be the alpha male in the room, but to call each other out in greatness and point people to Christ in the process. So I would start with some of my thoughts start there more or less.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I like that. I like that. I think if someone says, well, toxic masculinity is when you are trying to physically dominate somebody and put something down. I would say, okay, check. I'd call that toxic masculinity. If somebody else said, well, it's when you know, it's when guys think they've got to shoot guns and drive pickup trucks. I would say, okay, if you're saying that the expectation is every guy should shoot guns and drive pickup trucks, okay, check. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're saying that a guy who shoots guns and drives a pickup truck, that that inherently makes you toxic, I would say, nah, no, no, I, I don't think so. So there is a there is a bunch of different ways that we look at these. And I, and I think, I, rather than have phrases like toxic masculinity i prefer the phrase a boy there are toxic males and there's healthy males you could look at it that way you could also say there are boys and there are men and there is such a thing as 15 year old men i've actually met some 13 year old men and i've also met 54 year old boys and that's a matter not of your hobbies that's a matter of your of your character
1: good it's it's really powerful, and um, I think when we look at our world today, that there is confusion when it comes to what we just talked about, and everyone could maybe have their own definitions of terms or whatever. But there is some that I'd love to pick your brain on this. Of there's some of God's word that really describes what biblical manhood, and you've unpacked five marks of a man. What are they,
2: and why are they essential? Okay, so these five marks, there's no there's no you know real Bible verse that says, here's the five marks of a man, but they are throughout the whole scriptures. there's not a single godly man in the Bible that doesn't have these five things. And there's also not a man that you respect that doesn't have these five marks of man. By the way, some people get really bothered about this. being a follower of Christ does not make you a man. Some of the most manly uh, men I know are unbelievers, and some of the most unmanly boys I know are believers. Whether or not you follow Christ, that's that's about. Or I should say whether whether or not you you're a Christian, that's about what you believe and what God believes about you. These are things that are part of who you are. They're in your character. So there's there's five of them. Uh, you want me to run through them real quick, Josiah? Yeah. All All right. right. So. These five and i would ask all of our listeners these things you can ask yourself just put a picture in your mind of a man of a father figure that you respect and i think you'll find out oh yeah yeah, he has this yeah yeah has that. okay so in no specific order a man has a vision and a boy lives day to day boys all they want is a good easy day a man he's got a vision of where he's going in the future and what's between where he is right now and what the vision is, is time and difficulty. We're not talking about a daydream, some wish that you have. We're talking about a, a vision that you're going after, whatever it is. I'm going to be the first person in my family that doesn't get divorced. I'm going to get sober. I'm going to get a college degree. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start a whatever, whatever, just whatever it is. and It can change, but there's something you're working through. So, number two, men are men work and boys play uh boys can't wait to retire boys don't want to work in fact when they do work they put bumper stickers on the back of their car it says i owe i owe it's off to work i go because that's the only reason they work a man says no i'm here to create value adam and eve in the garden they were working before sin ever entered the world because we're created to work doesn't mean i don't play we can get into play i like play play is the vengeance against uh, against work. It's a way to recover and get ready for my next line of work. Three, number three, men are team players. Boys wanna be MVP. Boys wanna be all-time quarterback. They want all the accolades. They always want to be the center of attention. But a man realizes he's gotta be in a team context. Jesus comes and he's, he's in a team, the 12 disciples. He's always existed in team, the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're team people. By the way, so one of the reasons why fewer men are getting married and if you do get married it's mm-hmm. happening later and later and later and later cuz we don't see that marriage yeah. is the greatest team you'll ever be part of. Yeah. And we keep putting it That's off, so you know. Yeah. Uh four. Is that three or that or is that four. How many is that?
0: You're on 4 right now. Yep.
2: Okay, four. Men are protectors and boys are predators. Boys take take take. When you when you have a young male, when you have a boy who's born which my son was born. They put him on that little. You guys have kids? Yeah, with two girls. We have two a, girls. How old are they?
1: Three and a half year old Aurora, and then a two year old Avalon.
2: Man, year and a half. You were messing around like chop chop.
0: We said coming out of COVID, we're not gonna we're not we're have something to show for it. Podcast, ministry, baby, baby. So <laughs> we're
2: on mission. We have a vision. <laughs> are you gonna have a third child?
0: We said one at a time.
2: <laughs> one at a time. So no three or two and done. Or are you going to wait for the third or whatever? What are you going to do? Oh, man. W- you know what? We actually had, I had a little
1: bit of a health scare where mm-hmm. we just needed her to heal a little bit. Oh, okay. Once she almost bled out. Mm-hmm. So we're just oh. kind of in that, um, having a doctor appointment mm-hmm. soon mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing where things are at.
0: We're, we're okay. calculating, God, is everybody here or is somebody missing? So-
2: Oh, I like that. That's a good way to put. It. Well, certainly, yeah. if you if you have a health scare, it it's completely appropriate and understandable to just who, let's circle the let's circle the wagons here and figure out what's going on. For me, the reason I ask is because um we have three kids and one of the my biggest mistakes in life was waiting too long between child number 2 and child number 3. Wow. Uh, yeah, it was 5 years wait. First two were 2 years apart. Third was 5 years later and it really was tough because I was that much older mm-hmm. and had le- had much had less energy and you get out of the habit of changing diapers and reading books at bedtime and you're like, oh no it's five years later you go oh I gotta go back and do this again as opposed to no this is the season we're in it's diapers and reading books you know and yep. and then our third child had different memories than the other two children and all that stuff so anyway I would always say if you're gonna have three kids I encourage people to go because I, I back to back <laughs> right back to back to back go we waited intensely waited. Um, Now it wasn't because of a health issue, which is great, great, great. And you should do whatever you want. If you want to wait long times, great. But I'm just saying, for us, we waited because I was starting a church. Lib and I were starting a church. We thought we can't have a third kid and start this church. And it would have made that year really tough, but uh, our family unanimously agrees that we would have been better off long-term had we gone for it. So, And I've anyway. never
0: met anybody who hasn't said they regret having the last child, whether they have five or they have three. They never say, I wish you would have had less. They always say, I wish I would have had more or <laughs> it's perfect. We are
2: complete. So that's a good point. That's a, that's a great call. But so uh, that that was back up to my, my, my son, when my son came out, I'm, I'm adopted. So when I had kids, it was crazy to see somebody who I shared DNA with, because I never saw that until, until I had kids. He comes out of the womb. I go down and hold his hand. He sends a stream of urine up in the air, lands on my arm, trickles down my arm. And I remember thinking to myself, yeah, this could be an omen. (laughs) Because if I don't get a hold of this little guy, he's going to piss all over me, just like I pissed all over my dad. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to happen. My dad, I I took, 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 took with my dad. Uh, I was a predator. My dad never had a rule I didn't break, he never had a car I didn't wreck. He never had a curfew. I didn't violate. He never had money around the house. I didn't steal for a card game. Wow. It was, you know, I just was a a horrible son on so many different levels. And I realized with my son, I've got to do something different because young males, if you have a chihuahua or a dachshund, you don't have to worry about training them. Who cares? They're going to bark at people, but even if they bite somebody, no one's going to get hurt. But when you have a big dog, you have a German Shepherd, you have a Rottweiler, even if you have a, you know, a, a a Golden retriever, you get a big dog, they can hurt somebody. That's Mm -hmm. what it's like when you bring a young male into the world. You better be on your game. Because if you're not on your game, you got a little guy here who could become a predator and hurt somebody. And hopefully somebody else will be a protector. That's what men do. We protect. We don't prey on the weak. We protect the weak. And then number five, men take a minority position. Boys always got to be in the majority. When you're a man, just realize. You're going to have values that other people don't have. You're going to have disciplines that other people don't have. You're going to think things that other people don't have. I, I feel sorry for you if I have to vote for you in an election because you're going to lose. Because that my my values are informed by the Bible and there's very few people who read it and even fewer people who believe it. I'm in the minority and that's the way men are. They're, they're comfortable being the minority and they don't need everybody to approve them. But a boy's got to know who's going. Who's going to the retreat? What's, what's everybody else think? Boys think that, not men. So that's the five bars.
1: So love good. It. I'm reminded of a quote our friend Jonathan Pakluda shared with me. And he said that becoming a leader is really having a commitment to being misunderstood. That You know what? Okay. No matter what decision you make or if you take a stand for something, there's going to be people who misunderstand or disagree. Yeah. And it comes with the territory of leadership. And having this conversation with you, Brian, I've been really looking forward to it. And we mentioned our our two daughters. Um, a huge part of our life is parenting and marriage and family. And we're just in the thick of a season with young kids. Mm-hmm. So I just read this book um, by Dr. Meg Meeker. It's called Strong Father, uh, Strong Daughters. Have you heard of it?
2: I, I've heard of Meg Meeker. I'm not familiar with the book. Tell me.
1: So she's, um, adolescent counselor and and really a pediatrician years of practice. And she just came out and mm-hmm. said that she goes, nobody in our culture is cheering dads on. Mm-hmm. She has all this research and she says, do you know what the most important relationship for a daughter is? It's her father. Mm-hmm. And I would have thought maternal instinct, it's the mom it's survival. And she doesn't discount the value of a mom at all, but she just says, she, she goes, When, when a father is present, these five things are absent, but when a father is absent, these five things usually are present and they're eating disorders, drugs, um, alcohol use as a teenager, Mm -hmm. children born out of wedlock and then teenage sex.
2: Mm -hmm. I was going to say promiscuity for sure. Mm -hmm.
1: Right. And so I just, I think that I'm learning right now, the role of a father. Like if you ask me, what's God teaching you lately? There is so much research that so Mm -hmm. few among Gen Z, among young adults today, it's something like 18% would have a traditional nuclear family where it's mom, dad, children, siblings, like people aren't getting married to your point, divorce rate Mm -hmm. is high. And, and then loneliness is this Mm -hmm. factor for men. And in, in our church, I was with our pastor. I just said, we lead another ministry. How can I get behind your vision and push? And Mm -hmm. he said, "Men." And so July 8th, this past year, a couple months ago, I just said, hey, Thursday mornings, there's this coffee shop called Arise. I'm going to be there. And I just started inviting men. And it is miraculous, Mm -hmm. Brian, what God is doing through prayer, accountability, opening God's word together, encouraging each other. It is Mm -hmm. wild. There is miracles. Guys are confessing their sin at 7 a.m. But I want to ask you, why is loneliness so prevalent? Why is it a problem? And how can, I mean, how can men lean into community and connectedness? Why is that crucial for our growth?
2: Well, you're already answering. uh, You're already giving the answer to a question everybody should be asking. The question is, why are men hurting so much? Men are four times more likely to commit suicide than women, right? Everything, every men's life expectancy is going down in the most developed richest country in the history of the world. Ours is going down. And the reason for that, you just gave the answer, why, why are these things happening? It's because of loneliness. And you might say, "No, why are we lonely? I think one of the reasons we're lonely is because we've lost the connective tissue that we used to have in our culture. Uh, Actually, all cultures used to have it. Um, When you were doing fields, plowing fields, you needed your neighbors to come and help you. We don't need our neighbors to help us plowing fields. We don't need, we would just pay someone to mow our grass if we want. Uh, you, You used to, you needed to ask somebody to come over to help you learn how to do some handy a home project. You don't need anymore. You just got YouTube University, which is great. It's wonderful. We used to have softball leagues, bowling leagues, Elks, Moose Club. All those are gone for the most part. So where, where does a man find friends? Well, he finds friends in college and that's why he'll say my best friends are in college. That, that doesn't mean those friendships are that great. It's just that you had things to do in college and you've not had the ability to make friends since. Or they'll say, the person I work with, that's my friend. They're working with you. If you got transferred to another job, would you still keep up with them? Probably not. Or they'll say, Well, my best friend is my wife. Oh man, that, that's really a sad one. I tell people all the time. The Bible says, My wife is my flesh. She's not my friend. She's my flesh. We're we are one flesh. Friend is two. Uh, menial of a word for my, my wife, she's hmm. in my flesh and, and there's things about me. She will never understand. She can try, she can empathize, but because her experiences as a woman are not my experiences, she will never understand hmm. and be able to help me in a way that another man can. And so we oftentimes might say my wife's my best friend because we don't have any other friends we well so really she's the only person you're not lonely around that's great that's awesome but wow. that's not the that's that's not the high bar of having great friendships and men we we wear this as a badge of honor i've heard guys say well i'm a i'm a i'm a lone wolf i'm a lone wolf type and i'll say lonely so so you're mean you mean you're smaller than other men and you and you die sooner than other men don't you mean because that's what lone wolves are if you don't study on them and actually spend time with them like i have Lone wolves, mm-hmm. they, they, need other, they need a pack to hunt an elk or else they don't eat and they're small, they're not muscular, and they die sooner. So yeah, when we say I'm a lone wolf, we're, we're admitting I'm relationally incompetent, I'm lonely, and it's actually sapping away at my life energy. A, it's a big problem.
0: Oh my word. Yeah, we've seen a lot of that. And I would say, Josiah, we, we've heard a, a couple analogies used when it comes to friendships and the value of having friends, whether you're male or female listening, friendship is essential. Um, but even more so, just like you might have some pennies in your pocket, like change or just a lot of acquaintances that just kind of make a lot of noise, but right. don't really add up to much. They're not always there, but they just Kind of annoying, you know? But then you come across a $100 bill. You treat that $100 bill, like $100 friendship, different. It's crisp. It's fresh. It's like you don't want to break it. You don't want to break that friendship. You don't want to walk away and, you know, leave it. And you, 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 take care of it and all those other things. So my prayer essentially for the listener as a male would be like, you find a couple hundred dollar bill of friendships that they're not just change that you throw on the side of the street and like, well, whatever. And be that lone wolf, yeah. but you do like, Hey, even a couple twenties or fifties are good. But if you could find friends that are going to be there 10, 20, 30, 50 years from now, when, you know, junk hits the fan, like, wow, you're there for me. Wow. I heard a sociologist
2: from Harvard say recently said there's, There's real friends and there's deal friends. Yeah. So a deal friend is someone you you just got to make a deal with. Like I'm partnering with you. Well, you know, we have to mad this agreement? it's a deal. That's fine. We all need you. But then there's real friends when the deal is over, when it's settled and it's done. They're there for you. They're always there with you. They've been with you there for a while. They're not leaving you whether or not you have a deal to work together or not. I like that.
0: That's so good.
1: It's it's powerful, and I mean to tag on another Harvard study that I just want to share with the listener quickly. I think of how they tracked alumni, people who graduated from Harvard University, and they 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 just tracked them for decades. It's one of the longest studies in in history, especially when it comes to this. They they tracked the life satisfaction and success. Mm-hmm. They found the number one factor wasn't income level or job or title. It was quality of relationships. Hmm. And so I think that again, echoing Micah's prayer, echoing the need. Mm -hmm. And if you are looking for friends, I would just encourage you to pray for it and then start showing up, become the friend that you're looking for. And, uh, I think it's just really, really powerful. And what we love to do, Brian is, is kind of put five minutes on the clock Ooh, here we go. And close the episode with like five rapid fire questions. Are you up for that? I am ready.
0: All right. Question number
2: one. Jesus.
0: For the female Jesus. listening. That's always
2: like, the answer. That's that always is always the
0: answer. That is. That's a one second answer. Yes. Uh, but for the woman listening who's married, how can she come alongside her spouse and encourage him to be the man of God that he is supposed to be or does that like in the process of becoming? How can... The female come alongside or
2: do okay my I would say do not come alongside of him and do that don't I can't tell you how many men are wounded Good. because their wife says them I need you to be the spiritual leader of the household what what does that mean like does that mean you expect your man to lead bible studies every day if that, that's the case I I was not the leader of my household I think women before I give my answer ladies you trying to get your husband to be the man that you want is not working it's never going to work yep sorry stop stop uh and what i would say is i would say you need to do your best to encourage your husband however it happens tell tell him that it's okay for him to have close friendships with other guys because the best way he's going to serve your family if he's around other guys who he likes to be with and they push him
0: good Love it.
1: It's amazing. I'm imagining the iron that sharpens other iron of we, we all need to be sharpened mm-hmm. and encouraged. I think mean, encouragement is, is huge. It's lacking. And I mean, when you do have a wife by your side who encourage you, it encourages you and sees your need for other men. I mean, I think you become unstoppable, um, to, to chase after mm-hmm. all that God has yep. in your destiny and talk about man camp, take us for a minute to man camp what is that
2: experience like all right so these are you were supposed to be quick answers right i could make this a lot how long of an answer do you want you guys are like telling me quick answers think it's gonna be one word and you give us <laughs> give me like the the most exciting thing that i can talk about <laughs> how long do i get 60 seconds <laughs> 60 seconds man camp okay okay here we go men are lonely one of the things we give men is we give them the ability to get around a campfire and talk with somebody campfires are primal every man in the history of the world in every single corner of the globe Mm -hmm. sat, sat around the campfire and has slept outside every single one except the modern American male that's part of why we're having such struggles so at man camp we recreate in a really fun way an experience that's adventurous and humorous and challenging and bonding for the average male. And this year we're gonna have, uh, gosh, was it 44, st- 45 states coming, including people from Ghana and all over the place. It's it's a movement that's been growing. We'll have, like I said, about 27, 2,800 people there this weekend.
0: That it's is growing. awesome. Incredible. Okay, question number three, what is God teaching you lately?
2: Wow. He's teaching me lately to lean into a vision that will not be understood by the masses. Unless you you have a vision that people don't understand, you're just trying to perfect best practices. Uh, There's a a place to perfect best practices. And if if you're a minister or something like that, fine, figure out those things. But eventually you wanna get to a place where you're making a unique contribution to the kingdom of God and your community and your family. And it's unique because no one else is doing it and their power people aren't going to understand it. So I'm, right. um, I'm learning that.
1: It's phenomenal. This is the curveball question for you, but it keeps us really engaged on our toes. We never know what's coming. And it's, <laughs> if you could ask Mike and I, anything, no questions off limits, what would you want to know? Or what, what question would you have for us today?
2: How much time and money do you spend on your beautiful skin? I'm
0: looking at your They're skin, I don't think he even, I think even washes his <laughs> face.
2: I'm like I have a beard trimmer. <laughs> I, have a beard you know, trimmer. I can I look at you guys. It drips
0: down my face, probably.
2: You guys don't have a zit. You don't have a mole. You don't have a, anything on your faces. Like the oh. clearest comp- complexions I've ever seen.
0: I, I use Lancer skincare products only because okay. I like, what's her name, Candice Cameron Bure? She <laughs> is one of their voices, and I trust her voice in that sphere. All
2: right, so. Josiah, come on. Fess up, Seriously. what do you got? What are you using there? Because I'm looking at your skin, I'm like, man, I want to look like you look. Oh my gosh, I he
0: uses nothing literally. I'm like, do you want any face wash? And I don't wash my face. I'm like, well, you okay. <laughs> I
1: shower every day for the most part,
0: the <laughs> all in one. Oh my
2: god, I love it.
0: Funny. I love that question. We've never been asked that. All yeah, right, I've been wondering,
2: I've been wondering the whole time, so I figured I may as well ask it.
0: <laughs> That's too Thanks good.
2: Thanks for saying that. that was <laughs>
0: All right, here's number five. If you could encourage the listener with one piece of advice, wisdom, knowledge, what do you want to download to them today?
2: Stop asking God tell you what to do. Ask God to tell you who you are. God is recorded, the Father is recorded to speaking to Jesus three times. That's it. And none of those times does... The father tells Jesus, go over to Capernaum, go walk on water. It's always something deeper related to identity. Two of the three times he says the exact same thing. You are my son who makes me happy, or who makes me well pleased. Uh, that's what you want to be hearing from God and leaning into your identity instead of thinking of God as the magic eight ball that just gives you answers to your big questions. That's such a oh
0: good answer. My goodness, that we never had that answer.
2: That speaks that's good. To me?
1: today, right now, I just am like, well, it caused me to stop. And um, so many of our prayers can be about direction and God, right. what, what do I do next? What's my next step? Yada, yada.
2: But um, God, and then we God. get in bondage because we're like, well, am I doing it right? I don't know. Is, it, is this the car I'm supposed to buy? Is this the this? And, and then everything becomes pass fail. Am I hearing God right? And it's put just puts too, too much stress and pressure on you.
0: Yeah. There's analysis paralysis. And then people sit idle and they wonder why mm-hmm. they aren't 10 years further down the road in their 10 year journey (laughs) yes oh well we are so excited for what you're doing what god's doing and those states that are going to be represented at the next man camp camp event um just camping under the stars and under god's creation so awesome it's
1: amazing i'm leaving this conversation brian feeling blessed feeling challenged feeling spurred on and feeling encouraged so thanks so much for joining us on young adults today my pleasure. Thanks for having me. You guys are great hosts.
0: Oh, thank you so it's much. the
1: world. You're listening to the Young Adult Today podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Young Adult Today podcast. If you enjoyed it, feel free to subscribe. We've reviewed and share this with someone else.